resurrected Lord, would you be present with us in this space this morning? Speak those words. Peace be with you to each of us. In all the places we know we need it, speak peace. In all the places we know we need it, Lord, speak your peace over us. And in every place we didn't know we needed it, speak your peace in this place. Meet us where we are in this time. In the name of the one who brings peace, we say amen. 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 Good morning. Whoops. Uh, my name is Kiana Hertog, and I serve as one of the pastors on staff here at the Southeast Raleigh Table. Um, and just as Crystal, who is our amazing worship director, um, was celebrating, yes, yes. Yeah. I just wanted to say, as Crystal celebrated Lisa, I want to celebrate you, Crystal, um, because truly there is no one on our staff who is not a pastor. Um, and even though Crystal's title doesn't say pastor, uh, she pastors me in worship every time you step up here. So, with the whole team, the whole worship team. Um, yes. Um, so if you were here last Sunday, as uh, Pastor Lisa said, I feel like we're just riffing off of each other this morning, um, but thank you so much for celebrating Easter with us. And as Crystal reminded us, um, Easter is not just a one Sunday event, but it's a 50-day liturgical season, um, which is 10 more days than the season of Lent. Um, so if Lent felt um, really long, um, just know that there's more Easter in store for you. <laughs> yes. Um, and our scripture lesson for this morning occurs just after the resurrection. Um, so Jesus has appeared to one of his female disciples, Mary. He appears to her first. Um, and in this story, he's going to appear to a group of his male disciples. So I invite you to hear these words from John 20. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them. And he said, peace be with you. After this, he showed them his hands and his side and the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. But Thomas, who was one of the twelve, one from this group, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, 
I will not believe. An entire week later, seven days later, his disciples were again in the house, but this time Thomas was with them. And although the doors were shut, and some translations say locked, Jesus came and stood among them. And again, for the third time in this passage, says, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. These words that Jesus speaks, peace be with you, are popular in church settings. Even in this room, we speak about peace, we pass the peace, we try to live as peaceful people out in the world. We pray for peace in our communities, and we also ask for peace for ourselves. And my question for us this morning is, do you have peace? Do you have peace? And I'm not talking about a fleeting feeling that kind of comes and goes, but a sense of wholeness and wellness that's not just in your body, but in your spirit as well. Do you have peace? And whether this answer is yes or no, are there places in your life um, where you'd like more peace? I think it's rare in church gatherings to hear a prayer request of someone saying, actually, I think I'm, I'm maxed out on peace right now. Um, I could use a little bit less peace if God could just like sprinkle some extra like turmoil and struggle in there. I really want to grow my character more. Um, most prayer requests that I have heard and received um, inside and out of this place, um, they are normally for peace. As someone who grew up in church, I uh, grew up understanding peace as this kind of like blissful contentment that would fall over you in an unexplainable way. I imagined peace as a state of being unbothered by struggle, both within and around me. Peace was often, it was often opposed to fear. Peace was often opposed to worry. Peace was a way to transcend your circumstance. And I noticed that normally peace seemed most accessible um, to those who are like very spiritual, who are like praying all the time and um, reading scripture, reading the Bible, doing all the good Christian things. And so in my mind, I heard, oh, I just need to believe more and I'll have peace. I just need to pray more. I just need to, as my mom, I love my mother. And she'll say to me, Kiana, you just need to trust God. I'm like, wow, my problems are solved. Thank you so much. <laughs> Janet, you know I love you. It's okay. Um, but the beautiful thing about this passage, um, here peace is not an abstract, hyper-spiritualized thing. 
Peace is not a reward that we get for attending the most Sunday services at CERT. Here, the peace of Christ is a living, embodied presence that knocks on our doors with wounded hands, knocks on our doors and reminds us that we will not be trapped in the rooms of our fear and doubt forever. The fear of the disciples and the questioning from Thomas did not deter Jesus' presence or peace. Peace reaches out for them, not after they found faith in replacement for fear. Peace reaches out to them, not after they've settled their doubts and questions, but in the midst of it. It it really is amazing to me, and I said this last week, that Jesus' first words to his disciples after he is raised, like this is the most glorious moment. Jesus has been raised from the dead, and his, his words of glory our peace be with you. Peace be with you. And I think those words are for us this morning as well. These words, peace be with you, um, are really meaningful words to me as someone who is um, a little bit more anxious than the average person. Even this week, I had many moments um, and just trying to write this sermon and other things um, that made me feel locked inside the room of fear. And for me, a lot of it happens in my mind where there's just a hundred scenarios of what if this happens, what if this happens? And these are big life things, um, but they can also be really um, small things too, like, oh, what if I scratch this car? Um, <laughs> Actually, yeah, you're right. That is a big thing. Maybe, maybe I should be more. Oh, I'm a great driver. I'm not. I'm not. That was not in here, so now I'm lost. Um, yeah, so I'm learning that not all of these fears are bad, right? Not all, I should not shame myself for all of my fears because in many ways, this very strong self-preservation Uh, instinct in me has kept me safe (laughs) from many things. Um, Like, don't go down that dark alley. Um, But it grieves me, and maybe it has grieved you too, when you notice that your fears make it hard for you to be present in the moment. But the beauty of this piece is that it is presence. It doesn't falsely assure us that nothing bad or hard will ever happen. And it's not a piece that says we should deny the real struggle happening outside and within us. This piece knows the danger of the world. This piece has wounds on its hands and its side, because this peace knows that the worst can happen. And yet, this peace reaches out to us with a blessing. Mm 
this peace stands with us. This peace reminds us that even though the worst can happen, God is able to turn things around. Peace be with you, peace to you. Not a peace as the world gives. Not a superficial peace. Peace be with you. This peace is not a peace that acts as a thin, flimsy band-aid. This is not a peace that tries to fix you as if your worst fears and wounds and overwhelm were a problem to be solved. Peace be with you. Not a peace that tries to cover up your fears or taunts you to suppress your anxiety. This is not a peace that forgets or denies or tries to erase the reality of unrest and harm that has been done. This peace has wounds, too. Peace be with you. This peace runs up to you to meet you when you think you've missed out on the blessing. All of your friends have it figured out. All of your friends have the blessing. But this peace reaches out to you. It chases you down. This peace is one that says, tell me your fears. Tell me your questions. Tell me about the things that just can't let you go. Because this peace is not a frilly little thing that descends from heaven to pretty up your life and circumstance. This is an embodied peace that comes through the doors like an old friend who knows their way around your neighborhood. The presence of peace says... In the room of your fears, you won't be alone. And in the room of your doubts, you are not too far. You're not too far from God. You're not too far from community. It's a piece that says, look at my hands and look at my side. I'm really here with you. Look at my hands and look at my side. It's really me. Here at CERT, um, we believe that God can meet us and speak to us, not just through the preacher's voice, um, but all of the moments in between. Um, through not just the lyrics of the song, but the melodies. Um, and not through the noise, but also through silence and reflection. And what matters, me, what matters to me most in this space is not that you hear some like good one-liner, um, but that you have a moment with God. A moment or moments um, where God speaks peace to you in the way that you need it. And so I actually want to invite you into an embodied prayer practice this morning. Um, and it's something that I practice with um, when I'm feeling very anxious. So as always, everything we do here at CERT is by invitation and not instruction. So please feel free to lean in and lean out um, in ways that feel comfortable for you. And as I see some of you doing already, um, I invite you to find a posture that feels comfortable for you. 
And as you're doing so, um, I invite us all to take some deep breaths at a pace that feels right for you. And as you breathe, I invite you to close your eyes. And if you'd rather not close your eyes, I invite you to find um, maybe a color on the stained glass that you'd like to focus on. And as you're here, continue to breathe as a means of centering yourself. But I invite you to hold out your hands in front of you, palms up. You can also place your hands over your heart if that feels good and right for you. And as you continue to breathe, perhaps in, invite God's voice to speak and reveal for you as you ask yourself these questions. In the room of your mind and heart, where is there fear? What are you afraid of? In the room of your heart and your mind, where is there discomfort or worry? Is there struggle? Can you name it? Ask God's Spirit to reveal what might be in your heart. Add, ask God's Spirit to reveal what's in your heart. And if there's nothing that's coming to mind, um, I still invite you to hold that posture of palms out and up. Allow God to speak. the voice of freedom and love and peace. Invite that in. Where would you like more peace? Is there a relationship, a friendship, a family member or your family? Is there a place in your work or in your physical body, in your spiritual life? Is there a place that you'd like more peace? Is there a wound where you'd like God's peace to tend and rest this morning? Again, receive the questions and prompts if they are comfortable for you, but don't feel pressure to open up something if you're not ready to do so. There's grace for you in that place, too. But if you are able to name something um, or something comes to mind, I invite you to hold that thing in your hands, to imagine yourself holding that thing um, with your hands and palms up. And as you're here holding it, maybe invite God's peace to come be with you in it. Imagine 
God's wounded hands holding this thing with you. Imagine God's wounded hands holding this thing with you. And if you don't have something that you're holding, imagine God holding you for all the things you can't name. Invite God's compassion to be with you. Now you don't have to drop it and you don't have to pry this thing from your hands, but simply allow God's spirit of peace to be present with you. And I might invite you now to take your hands and place them over your heart. And over your heart, speak that blessing, peace is with me. And with these hands, might you put them over your mind, your head, your temple, and speak that thing over your mind, peace is with me. And might you also, with your own hands, Touch the palms of your hands. Bless your hands, say, saying, peace be with you. Peace is with you. And don't look at the people next to you. Um, and don't touch them. <laughs> but pray for them. Pray that peace would be with them those on your left and your right. Peace be with them. For those in front of you, pray that blessing. Peace be with you. For those behind you, pray that blessing. Peace be with you. And know as you have prayed for those around you, they have literally prayed for you in this space. God, thank you for your peace. Thank you for your peace that meets us um, where we are this morning. Thank you for your peace that reaches out for us, that knows those things um, that maybe nobody else knows, but you know. God, may your peace follow us um, through the songs we sing, through the taking of communion, through offering, through the blessing. Might we continue to bump into your peace. Might the peace not be just here in this room, but until next time, in the next seven days, might we wake up and see your, your peace there as well. And we ask all of this in the name of the one who brings that peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.